between me are gonna change the world forever. Cause I can do most anything. And I can stand next to you and watch. Hey everybody, that's Every right, we did it. We all did it. Good job, Missouri. Hey, sure, I mean, obviously I deserve a little bit more credit than you guys because I actually told you how to vote. And, you know, so I think I deserve just a little more credit. So, okay, just a tiny bit more. So, sorry. Shout out to Chris and Wig and the Penelope character. I always loved that on SNL. But seriously, guys, Missouri, we did it. We actually legalized medicinal marijuana. I'm stunned. Well, not really, because things were ahead in the polls. But not only did we legalize it, we picked the correct bill. We picked the correct initiative, I should say. Amendment 2. It passed. And the other two didn't. Down in flames. The ones with higher taxes and a central control by some lawyer from Springfield, basically. When you get right down to it, nope. The people of Missouri, we were too smart for that. So take that. Put a win in the column for the good guys. But what's the actionable advice here? Well, obviously, if you have some sort of ailment, then go out and get your get your card whenever you can. But obviously, there's a lot of confusion about when that is, not only for people who have ailments and who would like to get some cannabis for medical reasons. There's also people like my high school friend who just texted me yesterday who was wondering about investing in the industry and possibly being a supplier. Now, he didn't say the word supplier, but I'm guessing there might be some interest there from a lot of you in this audience. Now, here's the thing. Here's what I would be personally watching out for. First of all, let's start with the really basics here. Now, even though Amendment 2 is set to take officially take effect on December 6th of this year. From everything I can tell, it's going to be probably late next year, late 2019, before people are actually going to be getting medical marijuana, before we're actually going to be seeing those trades take place. Now, here's the, here are the key dates. In June of 2019, applicants for medical marijuana will be available for patients and businesses. So write that down if you're interested in either. Then in July of next year, potential patients can start turning in those applications and then possibly receiving your access cards if granted. Then finally in August, businesses can start submitting applications to be part of the program. So just to be clear, once again, in June, applications will be available for both patients and businesses, but only patients will be able to submit those applications in July, while businesses will have to wait until August, a month following. I ran into an interesting story from Fox 2, the local Fox affiliate in St. Louis, Missouri, and they were comparing and contrasting how Illinois and Missouri are going to implement their two strategies, their two initiatives. Well, actually, Illinois already has. See, Illinois to this day actually has 55 medical dispensaries, according to Fox 2 anyway. Now, their language, it says, Missouri is going to start with at least 192 dispensaries, so almost four times as many. So what does that tell you? Well, if you're a person who's a user, that's a good thing. It's hopefully, that means it will be more available and potentially cheaper than it otherwise would have been. Obviously, that's simple supply and demand, right? Now, on the other hand, 
if you're looking to get into the business, if you're actually one of the lucky few who is a government-approved licensee and seller of this product, then you actually would like to see as few competitors as possible, right? So, in fact, you might actually be better off being in Illinois. But again, look at the crowding out effect there that I'm talking about. See, obviously, we want there to be as many dispensaries as possible, in my opinion, in order for supply to meet demand. Because there's no way that either the state of Illinois or the state of Missouri can possibly know how many dispensaries there are and where they should be. But the bottom line is, clearly, Missouri is a little bit more liberal than Illinois when it comes to allowing more dispensaries. At least it appears that appears to be the case. That appears what's going to happen. And certainly based on the fact that licensed users can also grow up to six plants in their own home, that seems like that's a pretty, pretty safe assumption that it is going to be a more liberal policy. It seems like that's where we're headed, particularly as Missouri wisely chose a constitutional amendment, at least wisely in my opinion. So frankly, what I'm trying to get at here, long story short, if you're trying to get into that business, you better start worming your way into the application process as soon as possible. Like, I don't know anybody in Jeff City or wherever it is that you're going to have to, whatever department it's going to be, whatever whatever the application process is, whatever you can do to make that I don't want to say grease the skids because that sounds uh, possibly shady, but literally you, not not literally, but figuratively you do need to grease the skids as far as just making that process easier. Now, what I'm saying by that mostly is you need to gather information. You need to talk to the actual experts in this field, officials, you know, business people. Basically what I'm saying is it's not me. You need to gather intel and you need to figure out what is it going to take for me to be a supplier, a dispenser, if that's something that you're really serious about. Because that's going to be the key, is getting the license, the government approval, because there is going to be a finite amount of them. And if you assume that there's going to be a less, a smaller supply of licenses than there is to meet the demand, you're sitting in a pretty good spot, assuming that, again, you'll be able to grow enough and charge enough to make it profitable. These are all calculations that you're going to have to weigh. Bottom line is, I'm not personally rushing out to get into this because the fact of the matter is, if they're going to cap the amount of plants that you can produce, they, if they're going to cap your supply, and Missouri is going to also allow a lot of competition, at least compared to a relatively similarly sized state in Illinois, that would worry me as a potential business owner. So that would be just my first Totally amateurish, completely off the top of my head thought. But again, look into the licensing end. That's where you really need to understand what's happening. Now, moving on from the Missouri actual dispensary supplier angle, and let's move on to the stock market. Is there a way that we can play medical marijuana and just the general trend of cannabis being more and more liberalized in terms of laws? Well, I think there are a couple ways to play them, but there are a lot more ways that are frankly really dangerous. Like Tilray obviously was a great trade at one point, and now, frankly, I'm scared of that stock. It's too volatile for me to touch at all. But honestly, there are two ways to play it. One is they're really interconnected is the interesting part. To me, it's, it's a matter of if you want a piece of marijuana 
in your portfolio without the sticks and the stems. Huh? Huh? Nobody? Nobody? Okay. If you want a piece of marijuana in your portfolio, to me, you either want to be a safe, take a safer, larger sort of multinational company like Constellation Brands, or you buy into Canopy Growth, which is a much riskier, much speculative, much more speculative play, a much more, hey, well, I could lose a lot or make a lot, that kind of thing. It's like, it's like a futures bet. It's like taking the Kansas City Chiefs in July when they were 33 to 1 to win the Super Bowl as opposed to now. See, taking the Chiefs now would be taking Constellation Brands, the known juggernaut. But the reason I say they're interconnected is because Constellation Brands, which its ticker symbol is STZ, it owns many brands of hard liquor that you're well aware of and many brands of beer that you're well aware of, like, for instance, Oh, gosh, I don't know. Like, Modelo, for sure. They had, they own Modelo, Corona, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of different huge brands that they own in the liquor business. Well, they've also taken a stake in Canopy Growth, which is symbol CGC. Now, I've actually taken a stake. I've owned Constellation in the past, sold it for a really nice, nice gain. Just recently, though, I've taken a stake in Canopy and... Bought some more as it went down, sold it a little higher. Basically, I've traded around the small position that I have one time. And now now Canopy's down literally 11%, 11 to 14% this day. And so that just tells you, again, what kind of high risk, high reward that Canopy has. If you're more of a person who's, oh, that's too risky for my blood, then stick with STZ, Constellation Brands. But if you want to go something that is an absolute, pure cannabis play, I would go with CGC. That's really the only one that I'll bless. But believe me, that stock is not for the faint of heart. If you're the type of person that's going to flip out if a stock's down 10% one morning, then it's not for you. Then go STZ. Now, finally, as a closer, I just want to change gears here for just a second and share with you another story that came out of Missouri this week. This one from Kansas City. See, the Kansas City Health Department literally poured bleach on food that was going to be given to homeless people by a group called Free Soup KC. Hmm. Now, why in the world would the health department pour bleach on food meant for homeless people? Well, obviously, they meant to destroy the food. No. Did they think that the bleach tasted good? Well, obviously not. No, clearly the health department meant to do this. Well, so are we to believe that so are we to believe that Free Soup KC is a front group for murderous people that want to genocidally wipe out the homeless in Kansas City? Well, it turns out, according to a tweet from Mayor Sly James, here was his reasoning. Regarding the incident involving free hot soup, and the KC Mo Health Department, quote, rules are there to protect the public's health and all groups must follow them. No exceptions. See, this is the problem with zero tolerance. The problem with zero tolerance laws mean that we have zero tolerance for anybody using their brain. And I, I almost said effing brain there because this kind of thought really gets my goat. And that's as strong a language as I'll use in this particular episode because, who knows, you might have children in the car. But for real, 
Mayor Sly James, you're going to defend this practice because we're we're there, you're there to protect the public's health and all groups must follow them, no exceptions. Well, that just makes you sound like a hero, doesn't it? Well, here's the problem. Here's the reality. One of the leaders, this is from the Fox 5 story, one of the leaders of Free Soup KC said they will continue to hand out free food, but will just do it on private property. So, hey, congratulations, Mayor James. All you did was you made them go to a different part of the town, essentially. Doesn't sound like they're going to be changing their food practices at all. But the point is, they didn't sound like they needed to. Didn't sound like anybody needed your input. It sounded like a bunch of people were going to get food who previously didn't have it. A bunch of people who don't have a family or friend support system, apparently, that, but by golly, Free Soup KC wanted to step in and help these particular people with their food. But of course, Department Director Rex Archer won't hear it. He'll say, well, gee, salmonella and E. coli and listeria can grow in food. Hey, excuse me, genius. Do you think the people of Free Soup KC have never made soup or food of any kind in their entire lives? Do you think they haven't realized that, yes, food can spoil and go bad? This is something I think people have figured out, genius. It's called refrigeration. It's called coolers, ice. There's a million different ways that we can solve these particular problems. And guess what? The whole thing is it's not even about the food to these people. It's about putting their thumb on you. It's about them showing that they're the ones in charge. It's about getting them, it's about getting you to submit to what they want you to do. It doesn't matter if it makes any sense. It doesn't matter if homeless people are helped. It doesn't matter if people are actually getting food. It doesn't matter if food is completely and totally wasted. You notice that the starving kids in Africa argument was not made by the Kansas City Health Department when they poured bleach on a bunch of perfectly good food. There was no complaint about the food. The complaint by the KC Health Department was that they didn't have a permit This is pure insanity. We can sit here and argue about, should we have centralized control of permits, yada, yada, yada. But this, this is just pure borderline totalitarianism. That's all it is. That's just, hey, we're going to make you comport to our laws because they're the laws. Not because they, they hide behind safety. It's really about submission in this particular case. Forget safety. They don't care about safety in this case. There was no safety issue. It's all about submission. Someday, we're going to have to just tell these people to screw off, all of us, collectively. When it comes to this kind of basic thing, like trying to feed the homeless, really, get off me, busybodies. Enough with you. And with that, we've gotten another episode of Everybody Trades in the Books. We'll see you next time, you beautiful, beautiful listeners.